0: Greetings all. So, we had a little bit of some technical difficulties with sound quality in this episode from time to time, and we just wanted to put a disclaimer here at the front of the episode for that. We apologize for that, but you can understand pretty much everything, like 99%, but there's going to be one, maybe 2%, that doesn't come through clearly, so please be warned. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. And let's get on with the show. Hey,
1: my name is Henry Kenji. I am the mugger in Batman Returns. I had to fight with uh, Catwoman, and you don't want to
2: get slashed in the face like I did. Hi, everybody out there. I am Branscom Richmond. I am delirious clown, bad boy clown, a clown that you don't want to mess with. And if you didn't get it,
3: you missed. Hi, this is Greg Cummins, the acrobat thug from Batman Returns. I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks for listening to Superhero Stuff. You should know.
4: Welcome once again to Superhero Stuff You Should Know in a very special episode with tons of guests. I am Ben, and with me as usual is my co-host next to me.
0: It's Andrew, everybody. I don't have a crazy intro because I'm surrounded by clowns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. These are the real the real crazy guys here. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. This is incredible. Yeah, Happy to, to be here. Oh, thank you.
4: <laughs> yep. Where you guys? So I met these three fine gentlemen at the 30th anniversary oh. celebration at Nostalgic Nebula, uh, Branscombe being the photographer on this one for the selfie, and uh, I thought I should bring all three of them on to basically share about their experiences on it. All three of you had amazing, basically fantastic stories about your time on the set, and not everybody who uh, listens to us or watches our show had the opportunity to be there, including Andrew himself. So this is, this is going to be new for Andrew, too in terms of the stories there so i thought i would bring all of you on and, and share your experiences for all of us all right thank you yeah yes,
0: happy to be here
4: so uh i guess over to uh, andrew's got the first question
0: all right so for each of you could you tell us how you joined the cast for batman returns and i guess we can start with uh who's who wants to go first on this one
1: Ranscombe always goes first.
0: <laughs> Hello,
2: everybody out there. So <laughs> I have the great pleasure of uh, being invited by Charlie Crawl as uh, the co-stunt coordinator, I believe, with Mr. Max Clevin. Um, I didn't really know Max, but I knew Charlie pretty well. We both come from the International Stunt Association. And uh, I went and I read, there was a whole bunch of people there, and then casting director said, everybody kind of stay here, and then we got in front of our director, and then um, I read for the director, and then he had it, and then I got the line, he kind of let you know right there, and it was interesting, I I, I didn't realize Batman was going to be such a big movie, mm-hmm. um, because it didn't have any, you know, any hype at all, but how i got on the I'm very grace to be part of this movie yes
0: hmm. awesome awesome well, let's go uh, to henry next mm-hmm. yo <laughs> how the heck up? did
1: you get in this movie <laughs> <laughs> so uh pretty much the same thing max clevin and uh charlie Crowwell. um Uh, they were coordinators, second unit directors on the show. And uh, they came to me and asked me if I uh, would be interested in doing that uh, part and get scratched up. And I said, uh, yeah. So he said, okay, let's go. Uh, I had to go in front of the director, I think, do a quick read. And again, like uh, Branson, right then and there he said, gave a yes or no. And he said, yeah, it was fine. And uh, then I went on to get uh,
4: scratched up. <clears throat> awesome. Nice. Great scene. Great scene. Yep. And then, Greg?
3: Uh, you know, gosh, I, I hate to be repetitive, but exactly the same thing happened to me. Max Clevin called me up and, uh, uh, prior to that, which was an independent film with uh, David Hasselhoff and the Blair. And, and he called me up and he apologized and said, Well, you know, Greg, I, I read all these people, but uh, Tim Burton, you know, he, he doesn't like people i brought in to, for this just one role and again would you mind coming in and just reading the one line it's just one line <laughs> we we'll hire you know, we've got you like for you know uh, uh you know three weeks i think i initially started that bad but it turned into like 13 which was fine <laughs> with me and he <laughs> apologized it was just one line and, and i said "Batman returns with tim burton uh uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> you want me, you want
5: there. And, uh,
3: and then I just went in and did the line, you know, I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say, thanks, and if we were like a, like a upside, we just, just say, hey, this is Greg, hey, this is Greg. Hey, Tim Burt, I hey, nice to be, okay, I did the line, hey, Max says do the line, I did the line, and he said, oh, sure. and that, that was it, you know, and, uh, and from then on, you know, I got on the film, and, uh, and it was great, got a nice 13 weeks out of it, and, uh, so that's how I got on same
4: way as that. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so all three of you had fantastic stories for the crowd at the Nostalgic Nebula event on uh, June 25th. And so I'd love for all of you to sort of share what your experiences were. I guess first was, Ranscom, you had a story about working with Michelle Pfeiffer in your big scene where you take her hostage.
2: Yeah. So here we are. You know, Michelle is a pit lady and
4: she's... Uh, what all
2: of maybe 95 pounds <laughs> so uh had a short rehearsal and everyone kind of said uh, let's just shoot this thing so during the rehearsal i uh, held her but i made up like a circle with my arms so that she could use space in there to her things like and um after the rehearsal want you to really hold me. I want you to really hold me. And I want to really fight you. And I said, you got it. Now, her wrists are very, um, they're not very thick. When I grabbed her, I I didn't realize how, you know, her her arms and her wrists, and she's a petite gal. So after the first take, um, Dad asked me, you know, back to the other way. Give me a spot because when I when I held her, she couldn't move. You know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, and that was it. And uh, hey, it was Michelle Pfeiffer. And um, what honor? Great honor.
3: Must have been tough holding Michelle Pfeiffer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
2: I, I I was uh, a very diplomatic, and I wanted to make sure that. Uh, we were all doing a great job, but, you know, when you hold somebody and she says, really hold me, mm-hmm. don't let, I mean, have, and I did, and I, you know, you, you can squeeze the air out of somebody, and I have a feeling you didn't realize, and um, not to say I'm strong, but just to realize. <laughs> sure. But they actually paid you
3: to put your arms
2: around Michelle
5: Pfeiffer. That's pretty yeah. Cool. yeah, that's true.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um thank awesome. you god <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, all right so uh next uh, henry you also have a michelle pfeiffer story
1: yes i did i do i have i will I, you know, huh? <laughs> and i think about it all the time ever since it happened
4: please share it enlighten <laughs> us
0: yeah
1: you no know, um uh she was Catwoman, uh, and I was uh, um, uh, told that Mich- oh, Michelle Fieber was going to be Catwoman, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what a lucky stiff I am. <laughs> Are you kidding me. And I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, um, Michelle Fiverr. so we go in for a rehearsal. Uh, we're standing there, and uh, I'm going, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, I'm standing here on Batman movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. How, how, how lucky can one man be? I can't <laughs> sing that song, but you know, yeah. <laughs> And so, um, I was like just fascinated and, and thinking, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, we're all fans, just like you guys are fans, and the fans are fans. And we're fans of our fans, but, and we're also fans of our co-workers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was fascinated uh, working with her and rehearsing and excited to be on a movie, as an you know, iconic movie, and then an iconic actress. So um, we did all the rehearsing. Uh, we go to get our wardrobe on. And when we come back, I'm all you know ready, and uh, then she comes walking out in, in that iconic Catwoman outfit, oh. and Lord have mercy, I forgot my routine. <laughs> <laughs> i was like, just this. what? what is this? Okay, let's rehearse. I'm going uh, I mean, let's do it. can, can we rehearse again? And they go, well, we did it. And I say, well, right now I'm having a problem. I
2: can't
1: remember it. So we go through the rehearsal again. And then I'm actually OK. And I, I get the scene down. But And um, just to say that uh, um, he is a, oh, man, she's, she's so nice. Um, she was so concerned about scratching my eyes with those fingernails that they had on, that she had to wear. And uh, she was very careful, very concerned, uh, and very nice. Um, the, the thing that I, I want to say that she, um, after it was all over and everybody's walking around, she, made, she had these hats, like baseball caps, made. Um, with the uh, They were black leather, and they had the Batman logo on the front of it and red embroidery. That's and cool. so she was giving them to the crew members, and she gave me one and and i I held it and I looked at it, and I just kind of said um, uh, did you did you think about um, signing these for everybody?" And she said, he kind of got a, taken back a little bit, and then she said i i would, I don't think anybody would want me to sign their hat." <laughs> and I went, oh, she's even more gorgeous than ever before. They have that kind of attitude and thinking that, you know, she doesn't want to put herself on people by signing their hats, I'm going, Lord have mercy, are you kidding? So she just made herself gorgeous even more. She's really, really a nice lady. Awesome. And very fun to work with.
4: That's great. Amazing. Uh, And then, Greg, I know you shared a story at the event about uh, you not only shooting your scene in your line, but also a little bit of your encounter with Christopher Walken that we might not have seen in the final film.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I just got to say real quickly, I didn't get a chance to work with Michelle Pfeiffer, but I did catch her when I went in for my wardrobe. And she was coming out right as I was going in. And I just did a a little like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. that's all i said and she went hello welcome to the show and i went hey. <laughs> and i kind of like ah oh, you know i couldn't say anything else <laughs> you know i just couldn't even say you know i, I love your work I, you know, I didn't want to say anything stupid so i just kind of walked in but yeah. but yes um you know with the uh, the acrobat thug thing we did um we uh, uh we, I came running in from stage. stages where I'm going to steal the baby from the, the mayor, and, and or yeah, he's there with the baby and and uh, and his wife, and so I come running up, but I steal the baby, and and the action was, and it was a real baby. They didn't use a fake baby in the beginning, <laughs> really a baby. So I had to, a real baby, a real infant. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to run in and in one motion sweep the baby out of. It. And you know, you got to watch out for the neck and everything. And I never held a baby at that age. So that was freaky for me. But I had to just kind of take the baby and then push the guy out of the way on the right, then swing to the left of the microphone. And then Christopher Walken was there, and I bumped
5: Christopher Walken
3: and then knocked him out of the way. I guess it didn't make it to the final cut, but I, I was afraid of hitting him. I said, I, Is it okay? How hard? How hard? I mean, am I okay? He said, Yeah, just bump into me. And then he falls away. And then I do my line. That, you know, I'm not really I hold the baby up. I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks. And then I go running off. And then they did do a cutaway. I have to give credit to the stunt man who did that. I did not do the cartwheel down the stairs and into the manhole. Um, I, 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 and I do not have the name of the guy who did. He was an Olympic gymnast, and he was amazing. And, uh, uh, but everybody thinks that I did that, and I will never take credit for anything that's done. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I do stunts in my own. Um, you know. Fight scenes, of my own bad guy roles that I played for years, but but uh, I I couldn't do that. And, but uh, but it, they cut it together so it makes it look like I did, but I didn't. But yeah, you that was, did.
1: I saw you. I'm a
3: winner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: but no, I didn't do that. Uh, but it, it was just an incredible experience just even be on the film. For me, everything was just, uh, you know, I'd just done a few films. I did a film called Stone Cold and I was just kind of working my way up on TV and film and I got this and, and it was just a huge deal for me because, you know, uh, it was a huge, they had five huge two football field sound stages that were five story high and everyone was filled with these sets that were, you know, they kept it like 30 degrees for the penguins and each set was oh, yeah. different and they had no mm. in there. And, and it was just amazing. Uh, uh, the the production and the amount of people involved, I'd never been involved in anything like that. So it, it was just huge to just be involved. And there were, I was, t- there were a lot of named people that were just trying to get little <laughs> one liners in that film, just asking, you know, can we get in and just do one line? Everybody in the business kind of wanted to be on this project because it was like a huge deal at the time huge deal that mm-hmm. uh, Tim Burton did was huge then and uh, so I, I just felt uh, really fortunate to be there and uh, and I kind of did my own little thing there and I had my little line and Tim Burton really never talked to me he just kind of kind of looked at him he kind of got <laughs> went, kinda, kinda went, you know uh, I go Ev- everything uh, you know we're going to do another take and I go anything different you want from me he did kind of say so he kind of went yeah he kind of gave a thumbs up just keep doing what you're doing kind of thumbs up kind of
5: thing mm-hmm.
3: so i just kind of kept doing what i did and and, uh, and so that was it i was kind of intimidated by him actually because he's he's very quiet with me and, and he you can see sure. all machinations running through his mind and he's concerned with the camera and the things and the wardrobe and just the actions and all this stuff that's going in his mind so he was very cerebral and, and so he was not as Vocal as other other directors i would worked with, but that's so it kind of intimidated me in what he was thinking. But <laughs> but everything went okay. <laughs> and, uh, apparently he uh, he left it in the film, so I guess he liked it. So mm-hmm. that's it on
4: my end. Nice, nice. Uh, I know you also mentioned you know you were there for a good period of time. Uh, you said about yeah. like thirteen or fourteen weeks. Yeah. And stuff. So yeah. are like are there? Uh, you know, we mainly know you. I I pulled these pictures up from your your website. We mainly know you from that one line you said, but like. I, I see this other picture that you have here yeah. with the big coat and stuff. Yeah. So you're in the background of like some other, other scenes. scenes yeah, some other
3: scenes. And I think I had a line too, where I, I pulled a, a baby from a cage when all of us were taking over the city and stealing all the babies. And I, I ah. had another line with them when I took the baby to Danny DeVito and I might have said something, like, but I, you know, honestly, I don't remember, but yeah, I had a little thing where I stole the baby from a cage or something from a you know we were stealing babies all over Gotham City uh that one stuff so and, and they just kept me in the background with a lot of you know the the thin clown the fat clown the uh the snake
5: lady and all that because
3: they figured they just keep me if they for just you know behind the scenes with the you know uh Danny uh, playing the penguin they needed Greg, to,
1: hmm, yeah that's a little disturbing that you're that good at babies. <laughs> oh, they're delicious. They are. I, uh, I've never tasted anything that was quite
0: as delicious as tender young babies. Yeah. I can see why you got this part. This and Burton was like, "No notes." Did you write a book on it. Uh,
5: yeah,
0: I mean, everybody
3: eats babies occasionally, don't they? Uh, oh you know. <laughs> no, yeah no i'm i'm just uh yeah that that's uh yeah well everybody was stealing babies we
5: were all stealing
3: yeah, babies.
4: yeah stealing. No, what, what you're <laughs> describing is is a deleted a deleted scene and i have actually the script excerpt we were going to go over that described in acrobat clown taking a baby i just wasn't sure if they brought you back in to do that part and they just cut the scene or what but it sounds like they did yeah that
3: I, I again but I, I think it's in there it's just quick you know, because everybody's running around and doing stuff, uh,
4: so if you kind of blink, you'll miss that part,
3: but uh, <laughs> I you
4: know, gotta go back of, and see it
3: a lot of action, a lot of action
4: nice, yeah, awesome uh, alright, i go over back to Andrew on the next question
0: okay, yeah, so uh, what was it like seeing the finished film? Let's go back to Branscombe.
2: well, I'll say about Tim Burton you know, we were at the Gromming it was for casting and crew and he was at the front door meeting everybody, shaking his hand, and he knew our name. Well he knew my name. Awesome. So, France, come I, and and it's wait a minute. There's nine million people in this movie and crew members. <laughs> and I had my son Farai with me who that movie he really wanted to be a filmmaker after that. And you know that wasn't the English, like the first movie was made in England. And, and what they did was, is they made a certain movie and it just happened to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I looked at it. When I saw the movie, I was really, really proud. I was taken aback because it was, it wasn't like the first one. You see Right. It was yeah. different. A lot of those stunt guys, uh, they came from England, you know? And so
5: mm-hmm.
2: you had, uh, um our, our you know our fighters and stuff like that came from england the rest of the guys came from los angeles and you know we, we were stunt actors so and that's how can we got a shot which uh, which is lucky for us because you know we just weren't stunt people we were able to to do parts and do lines and and those are the kind of things that really benefited us with the ability to go ahead and uh, create a character out of something that was kind of happened um I, I will say, on, because I want to make sure I get the out, you know, Michael Keaton, um, when when he would stay in his dressing room, because that outfit was hot. Mm. I couldn't breathe in that dang thing. So he would stay in, and when they absolutely needed him, um, that's why the rehearsal situation when in his scenes was, we, we didn't do it much, you know, uh, in my, my stuff, because he was just so hot. And then when it was cut, print, and moving on, they would walk into the trailers mm-hmm. because it was so. And the idea was on that Gotham set for us to go ahead and have our breath be seen. And there, you know, you could see our breath and then all of a sudden it kind of went away. I don't know what happened. I'm sure. You know, to have people that that not be there on set because they didn't want them to use up all the cold air. Did you know so if you, a lot of stunt people were just sitting out on the street there and one of the funniest things you'll ever see.
4: Jeez. Wow.
2: But the, the product was an honor. It just wowed me away. It was like, wow. You know, just wow. Even I when imagine. I saw it at the screen when all of us saw it at the screening again, mm-hmm. it, it had to see Batman Returns. You know, when you think about it, You know, even though we had small parts, everybody who had small parts as as the the clown people, they Mm -hmm. had prominent, prominent uh, roles. I mean, I'm going to mention Travis McKenna because he's all a friend of all of ours. God bless his soul; he's still around. But you know, he's uh, he's he he was a big guy. I mean, he was a big baby face clown, and and that's kind of all these characters. You know, I, I hadn't seen them in a while. And then we went to the screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, you know, you, you take a different look at it, you take a, a more mature look and the notes. And you know what? Every person that had all roles in that movie, mm-hmm. they were still roles, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think of Henry, you know, and Greg and himself. And, you know, you know, we really we really stuck out there for a moment, even though the, this was so bad uh, going on. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And mm-hmm. um, a couple of stunt guys did get hurt when they got ratcheted into the Christmas tree. I wanted to say that.
5: Oh, uh, oh damn.
2: Um, I, didn't I was know there. know um, Prior to me getting fired, I was running around the street uh, and the motorcycles were coming by us. And when they ratcheted those guys, Look how far they went. They went over 100 feet and they landed inside the Christmas tree. And they were supposed to be let down, but um, um, evidently something happened. And uh, you know, it, it happens all the time.
5: Jeez. And one
2: guy hit a horse. So that man <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> that- flying in the air and hit the stunt policeman off the horse.
5: ooh
2: <laughs> oh, and- <man>. wow. <laughs> and it scared the wit a horse. I got to say.
5: Yeah, I can so
2: imagine. Prominent, prominent moments um, in that movie. I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll be places and people will do this, man, bat, and I got to turn around. People like, <laughs> of you know, all different colors, Europe, Japan, I mean, it will say that. So, you know, it's something that people do remember you and remember us and remember this movie. that's
4: awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah uh henry wh- how was the experience for you then in watching the movie
1: um i, I have nothing left brownson said it all for all of us <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i um i was fascinated listening to him it was awesome. Um yeah, when uh I just the same thing as just as far as being a part of it. You know, when you when you do movies uh uh you never know what's going to turn out to be any what what what's going to be how anything's going to turn out if it's going to be any good or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the, the when we did movie car wash uh when I played in that I had no idea that thing was going to turn out to be a cult film. And it's, you know, you just never know what goes on. So, mm-hmm. being a part of a Batman movie, you know, that's it's, that's it's, you can be as cool as you want to be, but deep inside in your little brain, you're going, "Wow, man, I'm a part of this thing." <laughs> and and uh, it was uh, it was great uh, watching it. Um, you know, when we went to the premiere, it was awesome to see how everything came together. And it, it was, like Branson said, it was, the place was loaded. There were people and things going on, bikes going by, cars going by, fire explosions, horses, all of that stuff was just a lot of things happening at one time. So it, it was just fascinating to be a part of that whole thing. And then um, after I hadn't seen it in uh, years, and then when we went to that 30-year, uh, mm-hmm. um, that was, uh, and watched the movie there, I mean, it was like brand new. Um, I, I kind of went through the same thing that Branson said, thinking, look at all the parts. And each, even though minuscule part, little part, mm-hmm. it was a big part. I mean, for every, every little situation, uh, it was like a big moment a splash of a big moment, you know, in the midst of this whole thing. And it was just, uh, and with the crowd that was there, uh, I would like to see it again with the <laughs> crowd. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. I mean, it was really fun watching it. And, and, uh, they, the crowd getting all the moments that were in there. And, uh, so mm-hmm. it was just fun and fascinating. And I, I again same thing like Branscombe I just uh, I'm very excited that I was a part of that and uh, I loved it. Awesome that's
0: great
4: and then uh, Greg for yourself in terms of the, the differences between how it was like seeing at 92 versus I guess the, the 30th anniversary because you know Branscombe and, and Henry have been also mentioning sort of how there was a bit of a difference or a different wow. feeling you know here's the thing they made me even more jealous because I
3: didn't make the premiere because I was oh. out shooting Cliffhanger for six months in Italy right when that premiere. Oh, man. Okay. I couldn't go to the premiere. So listening to Henry talking about all the things I missed made me miss it even
5: more. <laughs> <laughs> God, it horrible. My
1: agent
2: went. But I go, had a picture of you. I took
1: a picture of you and I turned <coughs> it around and they went, oh, my God, that's the handsome guy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of yeah. course, everybody could tell that, even with the makeup. <laughs> but I go to the premiere, and by the time I got back in the end of August,
3: it had left the theater, so I couldn't even go see it in the theater after. Wow. The and I had to wait for it to come out to video, and I went to the video store, rented it, and watched it on my TV. I never got to see it in the big theater. And uh, Cliffhanger had their premiere later, and it was amazing. But you know, this Batman must have been incredible premiere. So, when okay. I went to the 30th anniversary, that was the first time I sat in the theater in front of an audience. And I was just blown away. They loved it. But you know what? I loved it. And, <laughs> and, and, and all the, comp- it's not the computer graphics that they're using nowadays. Every stunt, everything, right. with real people flying 100 feet through the air and flying over this and that, flying on motorcycles, crashing, people falling. It was crazy, and those were all real stunts. There was nothing fake, Mm -hmm. and it was real, and it held up the storyline, Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, everybody was amazing, and the film held, if they did a a full or limited release in this country, in, like say a thousand theaters across the country, Those things would sell out for, you know, like three weeks, four weeks. They would make a lot of money again. That totally held up.
1: Mm -hmm. I I, I agree with you, yeah.
3: Watching other things with all the computer graphics and, you know, the Batman was out. That was great. I was interesting. But this was, you could see all these stunts were real. And there was so much happening. And uh, Michael Keaton was great. Michelle Fieber was great. Uh, Walken, he's just, you know, what a jewel. His performance in that was amazing. And of course, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito is always amazing. So totally filled up. And I I think they should bring it out in theaters for the rest of the country to see again. Uh, I don't know why they don't. They're, they could make money off that.
4: Uh, especially but, in Christmas, you know, it's a go-to Christmas absolutely. movie for several people. I, I just, uh, that, was, yeah.
3: that was the first time I got to see it in a theater with other people. So That's I awesome. at the 30th anniversary. And I, I just love watching the Penguins myself because... You know, they had a rule. They said to everybody, you can't go to the penguins because, you know, they can bite and stuff like that. They don't want anybody to get injured for liability. But I got to know the penguin wrangler who came down from either Canada or Alaska. I can't remember. And so I got to go pet every day. I would sneak in there. (laughs) He'd teach me how to pet them and all that. And I'd be petting the big emperor penguins and the little ones. And I would do that every day. In there, and I go pet the penguins, and it was so cool. I mean, I for my friends, but when I was watching those penguins, I just yeah. was going crazy. I because they were amazing. it Was that was I remember that, but it, it was just uh, a, an amazing film that held up. It totally held up. It wasn't hokey, and like a, you know, some thirty-year-old film. It, it it held up. I I think there's a whole generation of people that are watching at home. TV screens that if they could see that in the theater, I, I think people would come out in mass. And you were talking about Danny Vito, Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, and you know Henry Kinji and Branscombe and me. You know, but yeah. Yeah,
5: seriously, well, they, they were really great.
3: They it, it was great,
5: and this, this, this,
3: people actually doing all the real stunts again. It makes a difference. It's, it's way different than the computer graphics. It really is amazing. It uh, yeah, it's just got a great feel for it. So uh, that was my experience really, in front of the audience with the 30th anniversary.
4: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I had no idea that was really? your first time seeing it with the with the theater. Yeah. It was my first time seeing it in the theater as well. But obviously, I have a very oh, different yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. You were. <laughs> 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 I was. I was just too. I was too young to go in. But
0: <laughs> I, this was my first Batman movie in the theater. I'm older than Ben, so mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I missed '89. I'm in the theater, but I saw this one.
4: Yeah, sure. nice. And with uh, the
2: crowd, the crowd
1: really gave even more life to it
4: oh yeah oh it does yeah it's 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 so different from watching it at home because at first i was just like "Eh, i'll watch the movie but i've seen it a million times and then like when i watched it with the crowd suddenly i'm like oh this is why people like to go and And watch movies movies.
3: like that need to be watched (laughs) right i mean there's certain movies you just have to watch the big screen it's a whole different experience you know i just you know whether it's lord of the rings or whether it's um, Top Gun, which was out recently, I mean, it just got us a Matrix when it first came out. You got, you got to see certain films at the theater, and Batman Returns is one of them. That, that would be really great to see it in the theater for everybody else.
5: Yeah,
1: awesome. Yeah, it, it awesome. there's a lot of stuff going on, in every shot in the screen on the screen. So it would be on the big screen, it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
4: it was, it was a game great game. experience. Uh, to, to watch with the crowd and also know that there are people who helped make it what it was, you know, and helped make it what it is in the audience with us and celebrating. Mm. So uh, just yeah. amazing experience. Uh, so yeah. for the interest of time, I think we will conclude the interview part, but We're going to have these gentlemen return to their roles for the first time in 30 years after this break that we're editing it
0: hello my name's jonathan dunn host of the o3c podcast every week i'm joined by my two best gaming buddies chris and minty and we talk about the games we're playing the games we love and how they rank alongside our sacrosanct top 100 favorite video games of all time lists Deep dives into gaming mechanics, history, and lore abound, all topped off with lashings of irreverent, dry British wit, witterings, and wisdom. For details on the show and more, head to O3C.games and tune in every Monday on the HyperX Podcast Network.
6: Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we! We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Devs Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all-around nonsense. Nasty
0: Labs. We
6: stink at making commercials.
0: (laughs) We f***ing got this one, bro.
6: Be sure to stop by the Chuhai Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions.
0: Chuhai Labs and the Nasty Labs podcast. We're legally the best. Find
4: inflation the old-fashioned way, by spending less money. Check out the HyperX store at Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on new gaming gear so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. It's officially summertime and everybody talks about looking good for
0: the warmer months, but few have the balls to do it. Well, it's time to nut up or shut up and take the easiest step to looking sexy this summer by using Manscaped. Manscaped's ultra smooth package makes sure you have the
4: proper care for down there. And their Boxers 2.0 gives you the perfect stage to
0: show off the new look. These products make you look hot, but your cleanly shaved nethers will keep you cool. And the Boxers 2.0 patented jewel pouch, trademark, technology will keep your boys from turning any beach day into a swamp
4: day. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com using the code Johnson's Ballsack.
0: Yes, manscaped.com slash Johnson's Ballsack. The ultra smooth package
4: is specialized three step groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking Crop Shaver Razor, Crop Exfoliator, and Crop Gel. This kit is the perfect polish to make your family jewels shine.
0: Step one, Crop Exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. The Crop Exfoliator can help you reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step two, Crop Gel.
4: See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. It's called your delicate area for a reason. This is one place you do not want to go in blind.
0: Step three, it's time to shave. The crop shaver, trademark, was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. This razor has three precision blades that include extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience
4: to top it off all three of these vegan cruelty free and sulfate free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and without
0: compromise once you have your hog in prize-worthy condition grab yourself a pair of the manscaped boxers 2.0 they are ultra soft moisture wicking cooling anti-chafing masterpieces fit for a king and made for your royal scepter
4: i should know i'm wearing them right now so get 20 percent off plus free shipping over the code johnson's ball at manscaped.com
0: there are so few perfect summer days don't let hot sweaty balls ruin them stay fresh clean and smelling good with manscaped prime day is coming
4: Check out the HyperX store on Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th.
0: Stock up on the latest gaming gear from HyperX so you'll be ready for all the new launches and content drops this summer.
4: Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't be around long. This is Deadshot.
1: Show up, sit down, and listen to my boys on superhero stuff you should know.
4: Yes, yeah, right. I'm talking about you. Welcome back to the show. So we're going to do reenactments of the original scripts for Batman Returns. We're going to go in chronological order with the film. So we're going to start with Scump's character, credited as terrifying clown number one. Uh, however, I don't know why he was terrifying clown number one. There was no terrifying clown number two or three in it. But... Uh, Whatever the case is, uh, one and only, we are going to basically go through some uh, deleted scenes of the Batman Returns of Criminals. So let's go through it. So, starting with the terrifying clown in Daniel Waters's uh, original draft titled Batman 2 from May 1991, Ranscombe, you would have been a quote, uh, this is how it, your character is described as a quote, younger surly punk. Wearing a lightly smoking neon sign linking the word circus, but it's circus spelled C I C I R K U S for some reason, and uh, a humongous chain necklace over his chest. So that's a very different, uh, wardrobe for you, my friend. Uh, so uh, another difference in this draft is that the Red Triangle Circus gang does not actually attack the Gotham Plaza like in the movie, they actually infiltrate Shrek's department store, they go inside. When he's having a ma- meeting with the mayor and so uh your character formerly is called neon necklace punk as opposed to terrifying clown and uh you would have taken Selena kyle hostage and at one point you would have used the stun gun on somebody so the stun gun was used on you but in this script you actually use the stun gun on the mayor of gotham city in this uh, early script uh and basically uh it says neon as your character is called it. Looks out a cumbersomely quirky stun gun that has a stream of laser going from one skull ornament on one side of the gun to another skull on the other. He stuns the mayor to his knees. So, uh, would have given you some action there. It's after this that Neon Necklace Punk and Selena encounter Batman. So, here is the original scene from that draft. So, what we're going to do here is, uh, Andrew, you can read the narration and I'll just give mm-hmm. fans come the line.
3: These are actually real scenes.
0: These are real
4: scenes in the original script, yeah. That's why I wanted to bring you guys on so you could actually do these. Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Okay. Interior, Shrek building, hallway night. Neon-necklaced punk holds his aggressively unique stun gun on Selena, pushing her down the hall. She awkwardly hobbles on one heel. (laughs) Move it, low life. Secretary? <laughs>
2: yes,
0: that's great. Oh,
2: you're mean rascal. Why
1: would you talk to that lady like that? Well, that's what you called. Horrible.
6: <laughs> I prefer low-life assistant, thank you. I probably should just shut up, but you know, this was a very serious pair of shoes you ruined. Couldn't you have just been a prince and broken my jaw? My body will heal, but this was the last pair left in my size. Oh. And next time, Scooter, remember to shoot the other heel.
0: With her existing heel, Selena slams out into Neon Punk's knee, knocking the stun gun out of his hand onto a nearby carpet and him to the ground. He seethes in sync to to his flashing neon necklace, then bolts up toward the stun gun on the center when suddenly the carpet is viciously pulled out from under him, somersaulting him into vivid, sparking heap. Selina breathlessly turns to see Batman at the end of the carpet.
4: So, there we go. You would have been slipped by Batman pulling the end of the carpet at that point. So, a very different end uh, on this. It's actually... uh, Funny enough, it's a different character. Uh, Yeah, it's a different character of a ringmaster for the Red Triangle Circus gang who does the whole beat about calling him Mr. Man-Bat. So it's actually two different characters that were combined into one. I see Greg's cat there. Hello. Uh, So uh, two different characters uh, combined into one for your character of the clown. But it was originally a ringmaster for the Red Triangle Circus gang who holds Christopher Walken's character, Max Shrek, hostage, using syringes coming out of his knuckles. And then doing the whole Mr. Man thing. Yeah. And then Batman then takes the grappling gun to shoot through the syringes uh, to break them and knock the ringmaster out. It says that he uh, basically cracks the guy's skull into the wall and And knocks him out.
0: McDonald's stepped in and they were like, syringes, huh?
4: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. Very Uh, different. Yeah. Very different. So, it
1: was all before, huh?
4: yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an early that's wow. an early draft from Daniel Waters uh, from August 1991, and then this draft was later revised uh, by a different writer Wesley Strick, who decided to you know rewrite it so that it's a big attack on Gotham Plaza in the beginning, and Neon Necklace Punk and the Ringmaster were combined into the clown, into the terrifying clown oh, or the God. delirious clown or the stun gun clown as you're called. So uh, and the right. dialogue here is very different for you in this scene i don't know if this is stuff that you had previously shot and was just edited down but anyway uh in this version it says that the, this clown is previously part of a group of three clowns who get foiled by the batmobile and your clown is on the run from them getting chased down uh i also have the novelization by craigshaw gardner that adds another detail <laughs> saying that selena hears you say something about quote never taking me alive during that so uh during <laughs> wow. this yeah uh so we will uh, basically do this scene now for and i'll uh have andrew do the narration
0: exterior the plaza night the batmobile thunders at the clown who'd escaped this clown grabs innocent bystander selena kyle in the scuffle a heel cracks off one of her shoes The blitzing Batmobile comes to a skidding halt. The clown presses a sleek stun gun to Selena's neck.
6: I probably shouldn't bring this up, but this is a very serious pair of shoes you ruined. Couldn't you have just been a prince and broken my jaw? My body will heal, but this was the last pair of shoes left in my size.
2: All these innocent bystanders, and I have to pick you! Shut up! (laughs)
0: That
2: was awesome. <laughs> hey, you know what I got to tell you? On the call sheet, I was delirious clown.
4: Interesting. Okay. Just
2: for a little, for just a little, um, you know, trivia. And the mm-hmm. other thing is, originally, when the Batmobile was going up and down the street, uh, mm-hmm. we were just doing near near misses. And then I got to Michelle. Just FYI, so everyone
0: knows.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Have kind an of interesting. Right. back to Andrew
0: <laughs> okay. the Batmobile door <laughs> whooshes open Batman pounds straight at the clown an eerie force of nature an acrobat somersaults into his face it was Greg Batman casually uh. punches his lights out <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you listen up Mr. Man Bat you come in any closer I'll
4: oh! boom right. and then I'll do it sure
0: Batman gunslingers out his grapple spear gun the wired hook the wired hook rockets past the clown's jerking away head and into the wall behind him nice shot mister Batman yanks (laughs) the wire ripping off a chunk of wall that smacks the back of the clown's head as he staggers you shouldn't have left the other heel with her surviving heel she kicks the crumpled clown's knee, knocking him down, and this—wait, well, yeah—knocking him and the stun gun to the ground.
4: So, there we go. That's the—that's uh, the dialogue in the, I guess, one of the later scripts uh, with revisions by Wesley Strick. Uh, the visuals we're showing. Here, real quick, you'll be able to see it in the YouTube version, Branscombe, but we're showing the Batman Returns comic adaptation by Dennis O'Neill with pencils by Steve Irwin, not not that Steve Irwin, but Steve Irwin, E-R-W-I-N, inks by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, colors by Tom McCraw, and letters by John Costanza of the scene, and has some of this original dialogue that you just did. Uh, In both the script and the novelization by Craig Shaw Gardner, it also has a moment where Batman looks at the red triangle on your face, over the eye and puts it together that this is the Red Triangle Circus Gang, even though I guess a bunch of circus members causing chaos wasn't enough of a clue already, but just the specific Red Triangle on your face was what tips him off. Uh, and one last thing, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Ransko, but uh, your character of the clown, nicknamed Stun Gun Clown, you are the first boss of the Super Nintendo video game version oh, of wow. Batman
0: Returns.
5: No way!
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow yeah yeah they owe you a check (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, i'm taking
4: notes yes yes so hey hey,
2: you know what greg greg cummings got to work uh 13 weeks and i got a week actually got five days that's all i got oh wow okay well you know
1: i i yeah uh, but he's not in the video game (laughs) <laughs> there you go, yeah.
2: and and, 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 and li- so another either. trivia. Right That's after true. that, we went and did Renegade. Right after that, okay. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, we nice. started Renegade in '92.
3: Worked with you twice on that show. Okay.
2: Which which was supposed to be Henry Kenji as Bobby Sixkiller, but yeah, up. right. <laughs> oh. you
1: should to put the clown face in one of those episodes <laughs> as an homage to Batman. <laughs>
4: hilarious all right well that is the uh, terrifying clown sort of original draft so going chronologically wow that we're... was
1: a lot of stuff you found
4: yeah yeah there's, <laughs> i have a lot on, i have a lot of on each one of you i have a lot on each one of you that's why i'm just like this will be really fun we'll get your anecdotes and then it in return cool. i, I have have provide known. you yeah so uh, on to greg's acrobat Acrobat Thug, as you're credited, though I think Acrobat Clown, I agree with you, is a more apt description Mm -hmm. uh, of it. But uh, the scene we're reading from is the original Waters draft. Slightly different still. The description of your character is a little different. Some of the dialogue is different. So here we go uh, on air. So exterior, I'm going to narrate this one. Exterior, Gotham Plaza, day. The crowd yawns up into some more lukewarm clapping for the mayor when a gnarling thug acrobat in a red cape and tights that have a red triangle across the chest, so you'd kind of look like an evil superhero, Greg, uh, somersaults <laughs> onto the stage and snatches up the mayor's baby. The crowd screams as the thug acrobat effortlessly pivot-kicks the mayor to the wood and moves to the podium, hoisting the baby like an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much on speeches, so I'll just say thanks. The thug acrobat spin vaults over the podium and fullbacks through the crowd with the baby as his pigskin toward an open manhole. He dives in. As the crowd hustles over, the thug acrobat can be heard screaming and fighting. Oh, no! It's the penguin! Help! Interior, the sewer. <laughs> day. Penguin and the thug acrobat are revealed in the sewer, barely containing their laughter. They shout upward in bogus melodrama, while pounding the sides of the sewer with pipes. The bearded lady gently rocks the placid baby. Oh,
3: penguin! Don't hurt me! <sighs>
2: Take that, you scoundrel!
4: Penguin throws down his pipe and palatially mounts his scissors-lift apparatus. The bearded lady gives him the baby in a blast of breath spray. Penguin raises the baby as of offering it to the gods as the dwarves crank upward. Mm-hmm. So that's the original scene. We also had fan of our podcast, Jackson Putnam, grace us again with his impression of Danny DeVito's Penguin. For that one line, so uh, and Ooh, then okay. here you are in the comic adaptation, Greg. Uh, pretty close to what I
3: happened. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: so we have you in the comic adaptation here, Greg, and uh, going down and disappearing down the mound hole, and just saying "Hey, Al," and then getting supposedly knocked out. And then the uh, the revised script by Wesley Strick and the novelization by Craig Shaw Gartner also say that uh, people see your character getting sort of with your clothes torn, try to drag yourself out of the manhole, sort of being fake beaten up before running off. I don't know if they tried to do that with you. No, no,
3: none of that. I I don't even see it here in your notes in your your pages.
4: Yeah, no, it's in a a different draft uh, on that. Uh, But yeah, supposedly this was not the last that we saw of your character. In the original Waters draft, you had an encounter with Batman, or wreaking havoc oh, in me. Gotham, so let's uh, oh, oh. let's go into that. So uh, we're going to mm. have you wow. reprise your role again as this, and then I'm going to have Henry be uh, take the line for this next one uh, after in response to. So uh, I'll narrate this one. <clears throat> Exterior, another place in the Smoking Promenade. Night. The Thug Acrobat from the press conference and another like-caped gang member hold out their mm-hmm. their checks in the deep discussion.
3: I scored a bonus for the press
4: conference baby thing.
1: You got to start saving your receipts, man.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Emerging from the smoke behind them, Batman sledgehammers down the caped gangster, then latches out to the running away cape of the thug acrobat. He violently swings the acrobat off the ground into a harsh lamppost wraparound wraparound collision. So you would have gotten pretty violently knocked out there, Greg, by a lamppost. Yeah.
3: I would have liked to have done that
4: yeah unfortunately didn't make it into later later drafts uh and then this is the scene that i was referring to as well uh i'm not sure if this would have been your acrobat specifically greg you said you did shoot parts of you uh you know taking away the children this one has it it describes quote a plush nursery an infant boy peacefully sleeps in a custom wood crib an acrobat thug quietly vaults through the window scoops up the infant vaults out as an alarm wails but the infant sleeps on
3: oh yeah well they had me take it from a little kind of cage from the street it wasn't through a window and all that they did have me uh swoop a baby out from somewhere
4: Mm -hmm. gotcha okay so that's probably how that got evolved in that that Mm -hmm. makes sense all right so uh that's the acrobat thug yay (laughs) yay
1: are
3: amazing
4: i i was told
3: that they they hired sort of the best-looking person they could for the acrobat.
5: Yes, <laughs> very clearly.
3: Why, why? Why is everybody laughing? are laughing when I say that?
1: There's
4: <laughs> <laughs> <stirs> a chuckle. <laughs> oh man! All right. So, uh, lastly, is Henry's bunker. So. Uh, Henry, we saw your face get slashed up in the movie, but the original script had a very different takedown. You might have enjoyed it more. So, it says, it's the same beginning where you're attacking the woman and then it says, Catwoman Mm -hmm. launches down perfectly wrapping her legs around the mugger's neck. She claps her hands together with the mugger's head in the middle. She sinks to a standing position on the sidewalk as his moaning body sags downward. So, interesting way to get taken out there. Uh, (laughs) <laughs>
1: one of the better ways
4: I, would, I, I think would you say. would have preferred that over getting slashed
2: uh, oh yes <laughs> you, you know what Henry got taken out on bionic woman just like that <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: oh man
5: you that's did. another podcast But
1: well, you gotta watch it when you
5: stick your head
3: in a woman's pelvis that's all i gotta say
1: <laughs> <laughs> it gets so, dangerous. Uh,
4: we will uh we're gonna of the
1: movie business
4: <laughs> <laughs> so let's do the scene from the script revised by wesley strick where you got uh, a little bit more lines uh and catwin made a slightly different entrance <clears throat> so I'll have, uh, I'll have Andrew read the narration and then I'll let you know when your, your stuff comes in, Henry. <clears throat> okay. All right.
0: Exterior, another alley. Night. A relatively normal looking mugger slaps his hand over a female victim's mouth and rummages into her purse. Help, Batman! Now, now, pretty young thing.
4: Just nice and easy.
6: Please don't hurt me. I'll do anything.
4: Suddenly the mugger squeals in pain. His hand is yanked out of the purse by a stinging whip that's wrapped around his wrist. So that's different. On that. Ow! <laughs> uh, with a scratch. Oh, sorry, I realized that Andrew was supposed to be yeah. narrating
0: <laughs> Let me do it real quick. Just for consistency.
4: <laughs> Go ahead, do the same thing.
0: Suddenly the mugger squeals in pain. His hand is yanked out of the purse by a stinging whip that's wrapped around his wrist. With a screech, Catwoman suddenly lands around the mugger's neck, twisting him down in a brutal tackle.
6: I just love a big, strong man who's not afraid to show it with someone half his size.
0: Hold up.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Understated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Catwoman <laughs> smiles politely and puts away her whip.
6: Be gentle. It's my first time.
0: The mugger charges up <laughs> at Catwoman, who savagely raquettes him back, grasping, uh, gasping with fixed the toaster by myself delight, <laughs> then a flurry of talon scratches across his face that sends him squealing to the to the asphalt. Tick tack toe
4: nice. So, uh, Henry, your character is in the comic adaptation too. But while the likeness for Branscombe and Greg were pretty on point, uh, not so much, unfortunately, for the comic. I'm afraid we have a very, uh, very uh, short haired dude in a baseball cap in the comic adaptation. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yes. Uh, now I think the reason why behind this is that they actually modeled the mugger after the one the same one from the batman 89 movie who keaton confronted and said i'm batman and so they thought as an easter egg they would carry over the same character and get taken out by catwoman and have catwoman say i'm catwoman hear me roar to him so
5: unfortunately
4: you did get recast in the comic adaptation for that little easter egg but uh However, let's redeem this and bring this all back home. In the original Daniel Waters draft, you had one more scene in this. Oh,
1: my God.
4: Yeah. uh, Your mugger, as well as the female victim, would have showed up later to report what happened to Commissioner Gordon. So I will have Andrew read the narration.
0: Okay. All right. So exterior promenade before the museum night. Batman closes up the transistor in his hand and moves off into the smoking chaos of Gotham's Rodeo Drive, or Rodeo Drive, I guess. Yes.
4: <laughs> Either one, I think.
0: <laughs> it's it's Gotham well, and no, LA, in, so in, I don't know. In the,
1: community, on, in the community, Crenshaw area, it's called Rodeo Road.
0: Oh. Um, but in the
1: Beverly Hills, the same spelling is called Rodeo Drive.
0: Oh, oh man. Rodeo and Rodeo. <laughs> oh, all right. Gordon gives him a thoughtful glance before the mugger and his vic- female victim clamor up.
6: I'm telling you she had claws. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She was a cat woman.
4: That was the additional scene. And that's it. We did it. That is Branscombe Richmond's terrifying <laughs> clown, Greg Cummins' acrobat thug, Henry Ginji's mugger, all returned after 30 years. Returns with narration by Andrew and me (laughs) and then editing in Catwoman and Female Victim by Danielle Moses. and special voice cameo of Jackson Putnam as the Penguin. Thank you all for being a part of this, helping us out. Uh, Any closing thoughts before we go? I know Greg has uh, something to plug. All of you guys probably do have something to plug here, so I guess we'll go back in order uh, starting with Bramscomb.
2: Well, if you love video games, please play Apex Legends. Gibraltar I am Apex Legends Gibraltar and it's been an honor and uh, thank God we are blessed with good health and still working in the industry and I love these other two guys and all our fans out there thank you so much
4: nice that's awesome nice. Henry
1: um, yes it was uh, um, wonderful <laughs> I just you guys are amazing This was uh, actually uh, a pleasure, really, uh, just to hear all the, um, the history and what you guys dug up. You, you should actually uh, do a radio show about this, <laughs> finding all of this information. Oh, that's right. We're doing that. That's what we're doing. It's really very, very interesting. Uh, um, I, I hope the crowd and the audience and everyone loves that and keeps tuning back on you guys because this is some uh, good movie uh, history magic. I appreciate it. It was very fun. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And same thing. Uh, happy to be a part of it. And thank you for bringing us on and uh, letting us uh, relive that and giving us this history, which is, again, really, really interesting
0: and fun. Thank
4: you. Yeah. No problem. And, and thank you for for what you do, all three
0: of you. Yes. Thank you. This has been great.
4: Uh, and then, Greg, I've pulled up. Uh, I know that uh, <laughs> you wanted to. Awesome. Plug what you've been doing. Many people can see you now on Amazon in Bosch and Bosch Legacy.
3: Yeah, I play uh crate of uh, the the partner team Crate and Barrel and we've been on 7 seasons for Bosch and uh Bosch Legacy the first season aired we're in that and we're going to just shoot the uh, about four or five episodes in the second season of Bosch legacy coming up here in about three weeks. We're going to start that, uh, out of the 10 episodes they will shoot for season two. And you can always, uh, check me out. I play Luther, Max, dad, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which has uh, been a real fun role to play. And, uh, but I just want to thank you, Ben and Andrew. Uh, your enthusiasm and your excitement for uh, this film, this project that we did a long time ago—30 years ago. Well, actually, we did it 31 years ago because we did it in '91 and it came out in '95. Oh, yeah. So um, it's just very exciting that you guys are are interested and and. Uh, in in uh, little old us who uh, were just <laughs> I was just kind of starting out then uh, Henry was uh, in and and branscombe was uh, earlier than I was they started earlier but uh, I, I'm just uh, uh, very appreciative of the excitement you guys uh, have and bring to it and uh, and uh, I, I'm also very honored and blessed to uh, be a part of it and uh, and also to know these wonderful guys branscombe and Henry uh, who I've uh, known for years through many different projects, many different films. It's a great blessing to be working in this business. I want to thank all the fans out there, the people. Uh, Henry said it earlier, we're fans like all of you are, uh, and uh, we may act in the business, but uh, it's pretty magical
1: for us at the same time. And uh, thanks. Fantastic.
4: Fantastic. Yeah, oh. I just say oh.
1: the okay. same thing <laughs> about uh, <laughs> Branscombe and Greg, it, uh, again, it, it's it's, it's it's interesting, uh, people used would talk about um, actors a lot and uh, they would say things like, you can't count on them. They're never, they never show up when they're supposed to. And that's because when the actors get roles, you never know when they're gonna get them and they're supposed to plan for the Christmas party, but then they get a part and then they have to go away and work and everybody goes, where is he? Well, he just never shows up when well, I mean, <laughs> that kind of stuff happens. And it's just, um, uh, when you work on a show, with people and you're there every day all day long you become family become friends and family and then you all of a sudden the show's over everybody's gone in their separate ways like somebody just cut the umbilical cord and said here go, go 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 grow up mm-hmm. uh, so and then we disappear but then when we come back together it's like we never left each other we start right back where we were when we left Mm -hmm. from the show before that, years later, whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. that's how wonderful it is to have, uh, when you make good friends and and good people around, then you you can come back together and have a
2: great time every moment when you guys are together. Point. I feel the
5: same way,
2: Henry. And the the fans should know something. You know what the fans should know? That this interview is being done at midnight, 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I'm serious. The fans should know that, that this isn't like at four o'clock in the afternoon. This is midnight 15. And we had some te- technical difficulties, but we're all here, man. Yep.
4: Thank you all for, uh, for being a part of this. It was an honor to meet all three of you at the, at the event. I, I'm very happy to have had all three of you on here too to not only share your stories, but also, you know, I have the privilege of of sharing with you some of these deleted scenes of your characters that you didn't get to play that you now have technically been able to play on this show. And uh, that's, that's definitely one of the things that I wanted to give back in some way to you. So thank that's you. Awesome trivia. Awesome thank you. Trivia. Thank, thank you. Awesome. And with that, that is superhero stuff you should know. Big thanks to our research assistant Dan for gathering the visuals for the YouTube experience uh as well as big thanks to Jackson Putnam as the voice of Oswald Cobblepot the penguin what? as well as Danielle Moses as uh, Selena Kyle slash Catwoman and female victim. Uh also another plug for Gregory Scott Cummins you can check him out at gregoryscottcummins.com for his official website. You wanted me to plug that in as well so I'm adding that in here. Uh and then Danielle, you can find on Instagram at Fay and Familiar. She's a freelance illustrator with an affinity for character design and drawing all the animals. So she's not just a talented actress. She's also an artist. Uh, and she also uh, is promoting Table Raven. Uh, which I'll probably have her say a little bit more about earlier. But uh, basically, Table Raven is something that is helping out for uh, tabletop role-playing games. So they're a digital assistant for them. Uh, She says, we support Pathfinder, are working on supporting D&D 5E, and are building a flexible, easy-to-use platform to keep your campaigns, characters, sessions, and encounters together and keep you focused on your gaming and role-playing. So check them out at tableraven.com. So, uh, moving forward, uh, I did have a call to action to send me the pictures of the fantastic Penguin, Batman, and Catwoman at the event of the 30th anniversary, because I was too busy trying to recruit these guys on the podcast <laughs> to take pictures of them. And lo and behold, I got pictures that are way better than anything I could have taken. And they come from one of the guys behind the scenes of this. Who's, uh, uh, who's David Woodruff on that. So, uh, these are pictures of, uh, K- Penguin, batman uh catwoman over here posing in front uh of the of the multibond theater theater uh, as well and uh we've also got batman doing a very keaton-esque uh, pose with his lips as well uh, which is funny <laughs> uh so we've got all that here and uh basically uh, i want to give, basically give a shout out to everyone involved in this so that is connor breen as penguin in the center kayla emerson as catwoman and travis youssef as batman uh, David who sent me these uh, he set up the shirts the face paint booth for the Red Triangle Circus Gang the raffle for Catwoman's Claws the makeup demonstration, the bat and the cat costumes and helped add a third of the panel as well as the original torso display. You can follow him on Instagram at son of pumpkinhead on Instagram. So uh, there we go. That's our little post credit scene for you guys uh, and then on to the fan comments. So uh, Greg or Craig uh these are all comments on that 30th anniversary batman returns episode i thought this would be appropriate for this since uh, there's a tie to that gregor craig says listening to you talking about the audience engagement with the film what makes me wish that batman returns would get the rocky horror picture show treatment i'd go to that if it played near me funny <laughs> enough you know <laughs> uh greg cummins also, sharing your name, Greg or Craig, maybe you're actually secretly the same person, uh, has said a similar <laughs> thing right now on this podcast. Uh, Greg or Craig also says, $30 for autographs from these three actors is a bargain. I got to say, unfortunately, Henry Kinji was not uh, doing autographs. It was just uh, it was just Branscombe and Greg. However, I would have loved it if he did it too. I definitely would have paid $30 for that. Uh, mm-hmm. All three had a small but highly memorable role in the film. I also know Henry Kinji from Predator 2 and Branscombe Richmond. From a '90s show called Renegade. Again, funny enough, this is, was referenced by Brandscope earlier mm. in this recording. So, uh, funny enough, how funny how that all comes full circle. Uh, Hipster Blood commented that Ronnie Spector, who was also a guest on the panel, did Michelle Pfeiffer's makeup. She's still her makeup artist all these years later. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, thank you, Hipster Blood, for that tidbit. Awesome uh, name too, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, this <laughs> other one is Miami Night. We have some great names here. Miami Knight says, I'm going to butcher this probably. Maxo Balaz made the returns count for one of the cosplayers who was there. All right. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, Shout out to, uh, I mean, there's so much talent involved with the cosplay that I saw there, especially the ones, uh, the ones that were part of the event that we just saw the pictures of. Like, I'm just like, you you can't get better than that. Short of literally having Keaton Pfeiffer and and DeVito back into the costumes again, you can't get any better than that. So, uh, fantastic night. Uh, over to you with the fan comments. I mean, okay. the shout outs,
0: yeah, with the shout outs. All right, so thanks everybody. Uh, we want to thank everybody that's uh part of the Patreon, they're up on the board here. Some of the newcomers and in- newcomers include Benjamin V, Chris F, Michael S, Metageek, Chuck ATWT, Yuli, and Chris R. And we have our other supporters as well up on the board here. Thank you guys for that for your support and contributions and all that uh if you want to be up on the board and get all the benefits and all the goodies and stuff uh go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod and there you can get the one dollar tier that gets you the shout out get you up on the board there and uh then the five dollar tier gets you a whole other show so this show is every monday uh and it's free and then but this is a five dollar tier so this is a whole other show and uh we do deeper dives on there so check that out you can cancel anytime, binge, binge the hell out of us and then uh be <laughs> done with it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so if, if you want to do it that way ten dollar tier gets you uh all the other tiers plus uh the monthly meetup so that means uh you meet up with us in a zoom like call and we just kind of shoot the shit all together and have a topic at hand to talk about as well react to videos at sometimes as well things like that uh, we have merch at superhousepod.redbubble.com and superhero stuffpod.threadless.com. Ben Man, Zakula, and Indeed Wizard mug shirt, shower curtains, sh- artwork by Stefan, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, new, new artwork at, at some point. Uh, we're, we're working on that. Uh, so, yeah, new merch uh, at some point here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, please send us some audio, and you too can be part of the show. Uh, you can use your voice recorder app on your phone. And, uh record really anything and then send that to superhouse podcast at gmail.com and uh, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. That's Thunderwolf Drew. let me say that clearly. And then Thunderwolf lives on YouTube as my other uh, YouTube page and uh, I also have uh, my portfolio website. Um, I do behind the scenes videography and photography and editing as well. Check that out at ThunderwolfDrew.com and i have a short film well it'll be a whole episode at one point but anyway it's called i'm a recon a-m-a-n-o-r-e-c-o-n dot com i'm on a recon.com basically think r-rated power rangers meets x-files and stranger things mix that all up and you have i'm recon uh, so check that out uh, i'm currently has a 17 se- seven yeah 17 second teaser trailer and we're still working on our campaign video for indiegogo where that will be used to get funds for a bigger project which would be um about a 23 minute pilot episode for the show so and this artwork this great artwork is by zachary jackson brown so um i think his website's is zach zachary jackson brown art, art. dot com yeah. mm-hmm so yeah check that out and that's it for me ben
4: shout out to Comma capital on instagram as well as the everything entertainment club on clubhouse you can follow us on social media on twitter superhouse pod instagram superhero stuff pod tiktok superhero stuff pod vero superhero stuff pod my website is benwanrider.com where you can read my gotham script called gotham vampire where young bruce faces off against the mad monk as well as my spec script for Elementary called The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the classic story, The Adventure of the Dying Detective. And curb your enthusiasm, Disneyland, the curb episode they could never make where Larry goes to Disneyland. Uh, My YouTube channel is in the description below where you can check out The Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time, an audio drama I write, narrate, and edit. Thumbnail by our assistant Dan. This is for Doctor Who fans in which the 8th Doctor meets Miyamoto Musashi in ancient Japan. Uh, my personal Instagram is Ben Juan Ryder. My son's Instagram, my cat is Alfie Pennyworth Cat. And if you have an Alfie yourself or a peanut or a cat like Greg Cummins, as you might have seen in the video, <laughs> then you could also get the Whisker Box, the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent. And if you don't have a cat and you have a dog instead, that's okay. You can get the Bark Box. Y'all give your dog exactly what they want with the Bark Box. Promo code or promo link that we have will give you the first month off free. Valued at thirty-five dollars, and you can get that promo code over at superhero slash shop. You can get all sorts of stuff. Amazon affiliate links, a little Keaton Funko from the eighty-nine movie, all sorts of stuff at superhero slash shop. And we would be remiss not to mention manscaped. Get yourself <laughs> get yourself manscaped. Get twenty percent off plus free shipping by using the promo code Johnson's Ballsack at manscaped.com. Yes.
0: We would be remiss. If if you missed not shaving your ball sack. <laughs> Once again, indeed. If you <laughs> it'd be my hype man with the indeeds. <laughs> if you you can't just have a a, a crazy bush outside of your under roofs. You gotta keep that shit mm-hmm. tight, mm-hmm. high and tight in your in your lower region. <laughs> so <laughs> And you want to make it seem like your dick is bigger yes, with a more trimmed bush. So (laughs) we can't make it any clearer guys. Yeah. You got to go to Bandscaped, get the platinum package for your platinum package, (laughs) Johnson's ball sack. That's our code at at checkout that gets you 20% off and free shipping. How much look, you get 20% off (laughs) free shipping and a dick that seems bigger. Come what, on, you got man. To, what do you got
4: to lose? What do you got to lose? Absolutely nothing. You have only uh, stuff to gain.
0: <laughs> you, yeah, man. You know, including so, inches. Yeah, you. 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 Could at least, or centimeters. Yeah, at least seemed seemed seemingly bigger. Let's just you know we have to be uh, clear about that. So yes. yeah, this all right. So, seemingly, seemingly, seemingly bigger. Yes, we're, we're we're an advertisement, so we can't we can't have any. <laughs> we can't. What am I trying to say? No false, false promises. Yeah, false claims. It's
4: 1230 at night over here. <laughs> yeah, we're getting goofy.
0: So uh, keep the bush high and tight in the <laughs> in your lower region. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we want you to do us a favor.
4: We want you to tell all your friends about us.
0: You didn't miss this episode. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thank you.